This week on MXVB, RIP Google Stadia, we hardly knew ye. Plus, we've got a special guest for a special feature. Don't go away, MXPB starts now. Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost. We're your hosts, Tox, and the very special guest, Thorn, and we're here to give you the experience points you need to level up and get through your week. Mr. Thorn, welcome back to MXPB. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, gl- glitches out, um, bailing out his house from the remnants of Hurricane Ian. <laughs> so, uh, he got, he yeah, got rained on. I think he got a little, I heard they got a little bit of rain. So, uh, well, he'll be back uh, next week, probably. Uh, good luck, Glitch. A good luck, Glitch. Um, but for this week, uh, Thorne and I are here, and we're going to discuss uh, some news. And we're going to talk about one of the all-time greatest video game mascots, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, first, actually, we do a little thing sometimes uh, where we chat about games we've been playing recently usually in the last week or so but since we haven't caught up in a while uh, i'm curious uh thorn uh have you been playing any good games lately i actually have been playing a couple of really good games so um i got a playstation 5 a few months ago and nice. kind of been playing that here and there but um my brother gave me the quantic dream collection for my birthday or christmas like a year or two ago which is for ps4 but I randomly just picked it up. So Quantic Dream re- most recently came out with Detroit Become Human. Do you remember seeing that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't play or look into it much, but sounds familiar. Yep. So they're very... Um, so the three games they have are um, Detroit Become Human was for PS4. Um, and then um, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls were both for PS3. But then they kind of ported them all to the ps4 in this collection so they're very narrative based very um character heavy it's it's almost like an interactive story more than anything um okay and it, they just do it really well um the the characters that they develop are great the way they tell the story is great so i played uh, heavy rain all the way through and that was really good the controls are like horrendous <laughs> but but that's the only drawback. So definitely recommend um, all three of those. I'm about halfway through Beyond Two Souls. And then okay. I watched watch my brother play some of Detroit Become Human. So I'm going to be going to that one next. But very, very highly recommend if you can uh, get through the goofy controls on uh, Heavy Rain. Then you should be yeah, good. Yeah. They, they corrected a lot of stuff on Beyond Two Souls. So cool but anyway awesome. those are really really been been fun so how about you uh you know the only game i've played recently really is splatoon 3 <laughs> and yeah i yeah. keep talking about it on this uh on this show but um yeah it's it's still good splatfest is over uh i guess that's new from last time we recorded and um my team got zero points <laughs> we lost every oh, no. category it was kind of skewed because 
they do it three ways now. I don't know if you uh, yeah, yeah. were aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was uh, like, what would you bring to a deserted island gear, uh, grub, like food or fun? And um, I think a lot of the Splatoon 3 players, maybe more practical minded, thinking about survival, <laughs> chose gear. So it was like almost 60 percent of people chose gear. Oh, <laughs> and wow. They're like tw- it was kind of an even split between the remaining forty percent for food and fun, so um, it was good for me because I always played against uh, usually gear, but like an enemy team at least. You know, sometimes in the splat fest you end up playing against your own team if there's not enough uh, people online. Oh, but really? uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll play like that happened with the chicken and egg one, one of the last ones on Splatoon 2, like, we're trying to play with, like, Vix and Abs, and, like, we kept matching up against other... I think we were chicken? Eh, I don't know. We kept matching against other chicken chicken teams, and so, yeah, none of them really counted for anything, so... Um, But this one, it was just super skewed towards gear, and, and gear won all the spot, all the things. I think fun won one of the categories, uh, food, food got nothing. We got nothing. But. So, how does it score? If if you, um, they do it similar, like it's similar to Splatoon two. So, like, uh, whoever gets the most votes, that's worth some amount of points. So, Gear got okay. some points for that, and then whoever gets the most clout, like you know, wins the most. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah in like the normal version, uh, gets some some points, and then there's like the pro tier. Whoever gets the most points in pro. Uh, and then I think, I think that's it. I don't remember if they scored the tricolor battles separately. So that's like the new thing where they have like the I three teams. I did read about that. That looked pretty cool. Yeah, I only got to play one though, and uh, I wish there were more. But it seemed like maybe they're still working out the kinks of it. Um, it's it's so it's like you just play one and you have three minutes. You don't really get a feel for like what's going on because there's like a few different things there's like a special thing that each team can get to ink more against the defenders and then it's like you maybe want to work together with that other team to get the one team in the middle that is trying to defend but you start on opposite sides so i don't know how you could possibly like coordinate that work Um, together yeah, yeah, so it's four. So the the number one ranked spot had four people, and then the other two were had two people each on their team. Right, exactly. And the number one, the, the four players start in the middle of the map, and the two sets of two start on either end of the map and work their way inwards. And it's like zone control, or it's turf battle. It's a turf battle. Oh, so okay. okay, yeah, interesting. It was really interesting. Um, and it, I like it would a, be kind of cool to have like a four v four v four. I know, I know, right? I don't I know that's what it was at first. <laughs> I don't think Switch can handle that, right? It can barely handle that's, the four v four. But maybe we can get a PlayStation knockoff of I know Flat Tune or something. That would be awesome. Like, yeah, if it was like a stage that is symmetric in three ways like instead of two ways like yeah yeah exactly exactly that would the, be so the cool. squirt squad five <laughs> ps5 look for a ps5 squirt squad coming to a <laughs> store near you oh hilarious i love it 
cool, cool. What anything else you've been playing? Uh, I wanted to ask you because I I snooped on your Discord status that you were playing that Gloomhaven. Uh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. I only played that once so far, but yeah, my buddy t- told me he's like, hey, on the Epic Store, they're you know the the free game that yeah. they every so often is Gloomhaven, so the board game ported to a video game essentially. So we played it once a few days ago, and it was actually pretty good. I played quite a bit of. Gloomhaven, the board game, but it's been years. Oh, nice. I was nice. kind of trying to figure it out as I went, but it has very interesting kind of fighting mechanics, and, um, you know, instead of straight health, you also have to manage your cards. If right. you run out of cards, then you're out, so you can burn cards, which means you permanently discard them to get uh, use more powerful moves or to avoid taking damage and that kind of thing, so... Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool, and they did a good job. It, it, I almost want to say, like, I can't say for sure just playing it once, but it almost works better as a video game than a board game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's so, it's kind of complicated, but. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, playing it as a board game has its advantages, and it's really fun to be physically together and all that stuff. But, but it, it seemed like it worked quite well as a board game, and it has online multiplayer and everything, so. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it was really fun. We're definitely going to play some more. Yeah, I also you, played you a lot of time. Too, right? Yeah, I picked it up. I didn't try it yet, but I also played a lot of the board game Gloomhaven. And I remember the most difficult part was always figuring out, like, the monsters, like, how they would behave. <laughs> like, yes, who they target. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, where they're going to go and what they're going to do. So I could imagine that is nice Nice to have that taken care of for you in the video game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, we need to play some Gloomhaven at some point. <laughs> we should. It's too bad Absolutely. it's not really a game that you can just jump in and play. It's like a huge time commitment. You kind of got to, yeah. Put, put, yeah. And, and one thing which was kind of, we were like, oh, we got 15 minutes left, but we want to start a new dungeon or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> oh, surely you can start it and then pick up where you left off. Oh. No, you have to you have to either play through the whole scenario or it just leaves. As far as I can tell, if anyone yeah. figures anything, let me know. But I thought that would have been a good uh, uh, quality of life thing where if you could, you know, stop in the middle of it. Yeah, seriously. I, and pick up again because they kind of take a while. They do take a while. You have to wait for everyone to make their decisions. So if you've got mm-hmm. uh, someone, and not to mention any names, but we all know that person with analysis paralysis <laughs> sits there like, oh, I don't know. Wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about me? Uh, that's, you know, every group's got at least one. And then that that definitely drags it out. We've definitely had to stop like because it's like 11 p.m on a thursday and we're like okay we need to go like to work tomorrow and go to sleep so we've left the board out at someone's house and just try not to disturb it uh yeah so it would be good hopefully maybe they'll add that uh save mid scenario for you (laughs) yeah that'd be cool if they patch that in patch that in cool all right well uh yeah that's super interesting i have a few news items I wanted to run by you. What do you say? Should we do some news? Absolutely. Let's do the news. All right. I don't know. You may not uh, have experienced the Minecraft voiceover assistant uh, the last time we recorded, did you? Ah, <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, that's the. So, like, 
you and I used to play some Minecraft together. Uh, yeah, that, that was really fun. And my wife and I still play Minecraft from time to time together. And like, oh, do you? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because it's I don't know, it's just really fun um, and creative. And I realized I was just goofing around in the settings. There is like a voiceover assistant that will read like whatever the chat is. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> and it'll read menus and stuff, but you can you know configure that so i had a lot of fun just like having it read the chat and then typing like funny things to each other and then hearing how (laughs) how it would pronounce them (laughs) and uh yeah it pronounced the funniest thing it did was like my name on on uh minecraft is like toxicarl like t-o-x-i-c-a-r-l but it for some reason totally unprompted uh, how would you okay if you were a computer you encountered this name like what would you how would you pronounce it like what's it the funniest like would be... what's the funniest mispronunciation you could imagine oh the that? funniest yeah like reasonable to- mispronunciation took sickerl right nope tushi carl <laughs> tushi what <laughs> yeah tush. it was like and with a nice implied like, like tushi carl X. Yeah. Tushi yep. Carl. That's pretty funny. Tushi okay, Carl. We got, zero we got, one. A new nick, got a new nickname for you. Tushi. <laughs> Tushi Tox. Tushi baby. Tushi yeah. Tox. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, once I discovered that, uh, we, we worked him into the, into, into the show. He does a little, does a little work for us from time to time on MXPB. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways. Um, uh, so did you hear... Are you a user of Google Stadia at all, Thorne? No, but I think my brother used it for a while, and I know okay. some a couple of the guys on our Discord do. But, uh, yeah, I was just looking at this headline you put up. Yeah. It's shutting down? Shutting down on January 18th, 2023. Apparently out of nowhere, really? other than Holy not cow. many people using it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean... Well, I guess that's... Uh, lesson learned i guess yeah well you know apparently it worked pretty well but had like a pretty limited catalog and probably some stiff competition right because we've talked on mxpb a bunch about xbox xbox games pass ultimate (laughs) which does video game streaming really really well and super cheap relatively speaking uh And and then playstation's doing it now too right PlayStation has some streaming. It's not as you only you can only do it from a PlayStation. So like Stadia and Game Pass, you can do from a browser, like on a computer or your phone or tablet or whatever. So those are definitely better in that sense. Big benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, too bad. I mean, Stadia seemed like kind of an iffy idea, you know, when I first heard about it. But it is a good option for people who um obviously you know you don't have hardware right but you but you have a good internet connection so that that does kind of stink that one of the options is going to be gone yeah it it does stink and then a bunch of people played for a bunch of hours certain games you know and now what like if you were oh shoot you know you lose your progress right yeah right (laughs) so apparently So I got a bullet here that they're refunding all in-app purchases and hardware. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good move on Google's part. Like if you're going to completely lose access to these games, I think you subscribed and maybe you could buy extra stuff. So 
they're just going to refund that because you don't have it anymore, which is cool. And they're refunding hardware. Like you could buy controllers from them, which yeah. I mean, that's pretty generous, I think. Uh, and yeah, I mean, in yeah. a way, but I'm sure a bunch of people only purchased it to play Google Stadia. So yeah, that's true. That people probably would have been pretty salty. if. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, but they can use them for you know pc and stuff too i assume right yeah they could I, they should i mean they have to because they're playing from their browser on a phone or oh yeah or computer right, right, so right. It, it, they can totally use that um it sounds like they're trying to do the right thing at least <laughs> yeah 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 wow that that is i didn't hear about that january 18th 2023 yep yep uh, but, uh, some companies, it seems like are trying to like, uh, re- save, save the save data, <laughs> like, save uh, the yeah, like I guess Ubisoft and Bungie and some others are kind of figuring out how to transfer save data off of, uh, the Google Stadia platform and onto, I don't know, maybe their own cloud gaming platforms. I don't really understand, but at least you have the potential to get your save data back if you pick yeah. up the game somewhere else. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, that would not be uh, Bungie is destiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft is everything, <laughs> everything else, <laughs> everything else pretty much. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I thought it was pretty interesting too. Like, cause we talk a lot about cloud, cloud gaming and, and we've talked a lot about the Steam Deck and stuff. And then, like, all sort of at the same time, Stadia shuts down. But then Logitech announces officially their handheld cloud gaming device, oh. which uh, I, ho- I hope they <laughs> weren't relying on Stadia being available. <laughs> you know? oh, no. um, but that looks kind of cool, too. It basically looks like a Switch or a Steam Deck or, you know, that kind of that form factor for 350 bucks you get a uh i guess a 1080p screen and a headphone jack and bluetooth and um access to at least game pass and uh geforce now which is nvidia's uh streaming thing too okay that's cool that i can access uh xbox yeah. So is this pure cloud? Like you can't download things onto a hard drive or something? Seems like it. Yeah. And that would be the biggest differentiating factor between something like this and a Steam Deck. Although the price is similar. So I don't know. It it seems to maybe run on Android because it has a Google Play Store app on it. Uh so maybe you could download some Android games and use these other streaming apps okay Mm, we'll see interesting yeah that seems like just in my opinion obviously i have no idea what like (laughs) other demographics want but that's kind of a pretty steep price in my opinion if you can't agree buy the games but i mean i'm sure there are some people that only want to stream i mean not even really buying the games more just like you can't play it on a car ride or the train yeah. or something like that like the portable aspect the the benefit in my mind of the switches you know you can play yeah and stuff like that that's a really good point like handheld is a lot less useful if you have to be online <laughs> right right steam deck you could obviously you play that locally you could probably 
figure out how to install or use the streaming uh services too but uh yeah yeah i don't i agree i think i agree with you i don't see exactly why you'd get this over a steam deck or like a i mean a switch the the, the switch is kind of unique because it's like only nintendo stuff and so you've got a different whole different set of games on that but yeah the steam deck seems like the better way to go yeah, it does say on this uh, article you linked it, it says dedicated cloud gaming. Dedicated cloud gaming. Okay. So can you can you um, hook it up to a TV? It's got USB-C, so, you know, that's probably for charging, but maybe it's maybe you can do, like, HDMI uh, out yeah. from that. Yeah. Interesting. It's a bold, bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how it works out. Well, I hope. I mean, I hope it works out. So I always get to have more options. So, yeah, yeah, it is. And I really think the cloud gaming is starting. I like to see it mature more. So, like this, like moves the needle in some way in making cloud gaming faster or better or more widely available. Then I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess another thing too is, I mean, I guess the price point, but it's like, yeah, wouldn't it almost make more sense to buy like a tablet and a controller yeah and you can have cloud gaming and yeah everything else that comes with a tablet right (laughs) yeah it's a little that would probably run you more uh more dollars but like you said then you'd have like an ipad or something uh so yeah i guess it's the price point i'm sure they've done some market research and everything so hopefully hopefully (laughs) it works out (laughs) okay good luck logitech (laughs) I mean, that's cool, too, because they don't have any other, like, console hardware, so that'd be cool if there's, like, a new... No. And they do, producer. they do like, peripherals and stuff. Like, they yeah. have their own controllers, obviously, mouse and keyboard, so maybe they have yeah, a really good, yeah. like, you know, maybe their value add is in controls somewhere. Um, yeah. So, that could be no, cool. No drifting. No drifting. Yeah. Big, big value add right there. Uh, meanwhile, I guess I saw on the Steam Deck the number one most played game for September was uh, Vampire Survivors. Uh, hmm. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> up neither. there with it is Elden Ring and Stardew Valley. So uh, nice. seems like a good variety yeah. of like hardcore games and, and chill games. Yeah. Stardew Valley seems like a perfect, perfect Steam Deck game. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how Elden Ring runs on it. Yeah, you played some Elden Ring, right, on PC? Yeah, yeah, I played it um, on my PS5, actually. Oh, okay. I played it for a a lot for, like, two weeks, and then I got stuck on this one boss, and I'm, like, really... (laughs) I, like, explored everywhere else, and then I'm trying to be this one boss, and I'm, like, really stubborn. Yeah. With Dark Souls and Bloodborne, I could always beat the bosses if I tried hard enough by myself. I didn't want to, like, co-op it. Yeah. But I can't beat this one freaking boss, and it's, like, kind of the first boss yeah uh in, in like the main part of the story so yeah, yeah. i like took a break from that explored everywhere else beat a couple other bosses and everything and then i came back and i just like <laughs> can't beat this one guy so so i started playing some other things but i do need to go back to it because freaking awesome game okay yeah i remember you talking about that and i remember that was kind of a thing a meme of sorts like that first part boss being like super hard <laughs> yeah yeah oh boy well so you have a PS5. Are you uh, a proud owner of any tier of 
the PS Plus subscription? I haven't yet. I've, I've been looking at it, and it definitely seems like pretty good value. Um, but as with any subscription, you just have to play, use it a lot per yeah. to make it worth it. And I, I've been trying to cut back some on video games, so... Um, yeah. And I have quite a big backlog of really good games, digital and physical. So, um, yeah, I was very tempted, though. Yeah, you don't. I'm going to hold off for now. I hear you on that. Like, there are so many games that I have. And with PS Plus, I feel like you just acquire more because every month uh, with like at least the base tier, the five dollar month thing, you get like three or four games that you can just add to your library and oh yeah yeah you know you don't get to choose them or anything but right (laughs) they're just there and you can throw them in and sometimes there's good stuff like this month they just announced the october games are going to be hot wheels unleashed which is a hot wheels racing game (laughs) where i think you could build courses too like you know those plastic tracks and hot wheels cars yeah um that sounds awesome that that's fun i mean that's the kind of thing where it's like yeah i'll you know just grab that and then one day probably Dink around with it for a <laughs> boot little it bit up. yeah yeah um they got that they got injustice 2 which is like dc uh sort of like dc comic heroes Mortal fighting combat essentially yeah yeah it, right. it, that actually I, did, I played through that on playstation it was really fun the, oh the yeah story was surprisingly good as well oh okay I'm not a big into fighters, but I saw that the turtles are in it too. And yeah. if there's a story, then okay. Okay. I'll, like I said, I'll pick it up and I'll try it. Yeah. It's fun. It's pretty, um, it's pretty good for beginners. Like I'm not a huge fighter yeah. person either. And I played a little bit of like street fighter and Tekken and you know, yeah, yeah. it was kind of fun, but, but this one I felt like was more fun as a, beginner as a novice and in, in cool. fighters so i played all the way through it and thought it was really great okay okay cool yeah i think mortal kombat 11 was a ps plus game or was on game pass or something i played it for a little bit and uh, i'm not super competitive but it was it was it was fun i could see if you learned all the combos and so if this is similar and more beginner friendly yeah. i feel like i'd totally pick it up yeah, it felt pretty similar to Mortal Kombat, um, just as far as doing combos. It, it, I, actually, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was made by the same developers, because it, let's see. It's pretty much the same. Injustice. Same it felt thing. felt very similar. Yeah, I think I saw that maybe it was, or at least published by the same same house, same company or whatever. Developed uh, by NetherRealm Studios, published by Warner Brothers that's injustice and then uh nice but yeah yep another realm and published by warner brothers that (laughs) makes a lot of sense yeah with the characters and the gameplay he's put two and two together yeah (laughs) and and the store the um like the campaign like the story mode just kind of the way they have it set up where you play a few battles with a few characters following their story and then it kind of continues the story, but from another couple characters point of view, um, which, which I thought was pretty good. It kept it, kept it pretty fresh feeling. Cool. 
All right. Well, I'm going to play it. I'm going to take like a month and just like play a different game every week or every couple days. <laughs> just try them all nice. these games, you know. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to say about PS Plus. So like I got not to brag, but I have the premiere PS Plus premiere tier. Um, and Ooh. I try. I said, OK, I'll try this for a year because I wanted to see the streaming or whatever. And then I realized that like they massively expanded the library of games that you can just click and add to your library like permanently on the PS plus. And I'm not sure which tier oh, it is. Interesting. Definitely premiere. Like, you know, there was like a, on the PS five, there's kind of like the greatest hits is like a collection of like 20 yeah, games yeah. that you could just add to your library, like God of war and stuff like that. But yeah. now it's like that game. It's like, I don't know, hundreds, a hundred or more. Like, I like ran out of time order. to just even click the buttons, like, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't click it. I I can't click fast enough. So I'd be mean, like, so th- yeah. So I'm guessing those stay in your library as long as your subscription is active. Right? I don't know. We'll have to do some science on this one, but I would that's encourage how it is for the uh, the the monthly games. Uh huh. You know, if you stop subscribing, then you can't. Really? You can't play them. Yeah. Okay. Have you experienced that firsthand? Uh, not experienced, but I looked into it because sometimes I see the monthly games. I'm like, oh, that might be worth, you know, okay. 10 bucks just to subscribe for a month at them and then not. Okay. But then, yeah, pe- that's what other people were saying. They're like, it, it only, you can only play them as long as your okay. subscription's active. So. Well, regardless, I would just go at all of them and see, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh i got really excited and i was like free games and just yes <laughs> backlog plus 1000 uh, yeah just what i needed <laughs> oh boy well uh we're here to talk about sonic so i think we should get to it what do you think i think so all right this is the sonic transition music Boom. You kind of gave away your uh you kind of gave away the answer to your question there. <laughs> Oops. So, well, tell me what what do you what do you know about Sonic? <laughs> I don't know where to start well, with I this. Know. What's your Okay, hold on. What's your experience what, with Sonic? Like what's your relationship with this hedgehog? Uh I've been playing Sonic games since I was really little. Um Genesis was one of the first consoles that i had nes and genesis nice Um, so i remember playing sonic 2 and sonic 3 with my brothers and we played through those quite a bit um so i have i have a deep deep love for sonic lots of fond memories um and i remember kind of following him through the different generations um Nice. At least until the quality of Sonic games started going down, then I kind of lost interest. But oh, it's but they got pretty far. I mean, the game GameCube. Uh, I was still enjoying the Sonic games for sure. Okay, and so you played the two D and some of the three D games as well. Then? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Do you have a Do you have a favorite style two D versus three D? It's kind of hard since they're obviously so different, but probably 2D, yeah. um, possibly 
uh, tinted by nostalgia, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, hard for to sure. Get much better than Sonic 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and then Sonic Mania, the more recent ones that they yes. make kind of like a, as a, you know, uh, like a uh, tribute really sort of heavily inspired by yeah. the classic ones. And they did it. They did an amazing job with that. They added a lot of new stuff, but it felt like it could have been Genesis era, you know, like a Sonic, a Sonic four or yeah. to Sonic and Knuckles kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I played, I don't have as illustrious, a uh, history of with Sonic, but I did play, I had a game gear when I was a kid and I loved that thing because it was like, I don't know, it was just so great. It chewed through double A batteries. <laughs> Yo, it was so good. Didn't it take, it took six, didn't it? It took a, it's way too many. I, th- I don't know if it's like eight triple A's or like basically the whole back was to hold yeah, batteries. Batteries. <laughs> yeah. But it did have a backlit screen. And color. And a color screen. Yeah. Which was great because... I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't really know the timeline, but the other handheld I had was a Game Boy, and right. so that was not not backlit, not color. So it was yeah. really cool. It was it was but so it, cool. It yeah, chewed through batteries. It definitely yeah. It's a lot of there's the landfill somewhere with dedicated to just my Game Gear <laughs> batteries. <laughs> and when that like power button would like start flickering. Oh, was... I don't I don't think I had any games that you could save on with the uh, Game Gear. Right. I always remember starting over, so I was like, oh, crap. I feel like I might <laughs> have had you, you a know, power to... adapter for it, too. I can't remember. Like, oh, you could yeah, plug that, in, that maybe. That probably would have been very helpful. I didn't have one of those, but... Okay. Yeah, I played Sonic 2 on Game Gear, uh, and I have very fond memories of that. And I didn't really play much other Sonic until recently, Sonic Mania, um, where I kind of picked it up again and really started to enjoy enjoy that 2d sonic game because i didn't i i never really i would say like mastered the controls for sonic it always kind of like threw me for a loop you know just that that different style of like trying to keep up your momentum basically and Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it it was it was kind of tough for me yeah it 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 was very and, and that's one of the things that i loved about like the sonic maps like the levels was it's very vertical meaning yeah you know the higher up you go on the map and usually it kind of corresponds to like the higher up the more you know good items there are and more secrets and stuff but there was usually kind of like a top level mid-level bottom level and sometimes it went down to just two or or more than three but i, I always thought that was really fun um because a lot of the other platforms I remember playing as a kid it was more linear essentially yeah. and you know mario would have like Sometimes it would kind of divert, you know, if you found the secret pipe or whatever, you could go off on another path. But yeah. Sonic, they were like all the levels were almost all based around different different paths. And to get to the top path, a lot of times you had to have that momentum you were talking about to where you could could get high enough to reach it and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it it's super cool. And then it's interesting you bring up other platformers in Mario because we talk about Sonic's origins for a little bit. Uh, you know, he was developed as a mascot for Sega in direct response to the popularity of, uh, you know, Mario and Super Mario Brothers. And one of the motivations, I think, for Sonic was that the develop- primary developer uh, was basically speedrunning Super Mario Brothers. 
And he's like, oh, really? Yeah. He's like, I want a game. I want a character that goes that can go fast. And so that became part of the DNA for Sonic. I think early on that uh, that fast style of gameplay. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about what I researched about uh, Sonic's origins, because I just started reading about him and I was just like I was blown away. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. It's so weird. Like. Okay, okay, okay. So, what do Michael Jackson, Santa Claus, Bill Clinton, and a fictional fighter pilot all have in common? Mario. 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 No, <laughs> they they're all uh, they all inspired different pieces of Sonic's design. Uh, like Michael Jackson inspired his shoes michael jackson plus santa claus inspired his shoes so you know michael jackson you can picture him moonwalking in those like black and white like pointy sort of tuxedo shoes um and then santa claus obviously has red boots and that for some reason was the uh inspiration for sonic's shoes which are red and white and pointy um Bill Clinton is apparently the inspiration for Sonic's can do get it done attitude. <laughs> which oh, I can get it done. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. It must have been part Way of his cool. Yeah. <laughs> like um uh, and then apparently uh the Sonic stories were originally designed to be told through the perspective of a fighter pilot, a retired fighter pilot who is married to a like children's book writer and it's the children's book writer transcribing the fighter pilots stories and the fighter pilots nickname was Sonic because he flew a fast plane and he also had blue mohawk. And so (laughs) that's where, yeah, I I was kind of reading about that too. And I couldn't figure out that they said it was when they were kind of pitching this idea. Right. So it's, um, well, I don't, I guess the character designer was Naoto Oshima. Yeah. Um, so when he was kind of pitching it, I couldn't tell if he was trying to like trick the Sega execs into thinking (laughs) that that was true or like, just kind of like, Oh, this is, if he was like, I'm afraid he's like, Oh, this is a backstory. Cause I'd never heard of that before. So it's like, how did they, how did that? Yeah, it it was weird. I was a little confused by that too. And there's a lot of stuff online about, you know, early like ideas. And then you can see some of them obviously carried through. And then some of them maybe inspired what actually wound up happening. But this one, you can see if you look at the logo for uh, Sonic, right? This first Mm -hmm. Sonic game, Mm -hmm. um, you can see those like wings, like right. He's you got his yeah, profile and yeah. the circle and the wings, and it's like, what's the deal with the wings? <laughs> but uh, I've, I've wondered that before. Like, yeah. I was like, I guess it's a cool design, but yeah, that makes sense because of the the fire pilot, fighter pilot backstory. Yeah, yeah. It's apparently that's that's part of the backstory too, um, and just so many like silly things. Like, uh, I guess as part of the search for their mascot, so so. This is the other thing, too. They're like, Sega's like, okay, Super Mario Brothers, Mario, super popular um, and very popular in the U.S. We want a mascot that appeals to Americans. And so where do they go for inspiration in the late 80s, early 90s? Michael Jackson, Santa Claus, <laughs> Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, yeah. and fighter pilots. And fighter pilots, like, yeah. Americans that, that love this out. stuff. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And I gotta say, they're not not too far off. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it worked. It, it worked, worked, right? Yeah, I, I just love the fact that Sonic, who is so lovable, is based off of like eight nineteen eighties like tropes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, the kids will think this is cool right yeah kids will think this is cool like apparently um sonic was supposed to have a human girlfriend and be more of like a uh, punk rock figure with like fangs and like more spiky oh Uh, yeah they were going to trot him out so like i think the the composer for the music or it was part of a band or something i didn't quite understand this part but like they had like a music tour and they were going to trot out Sonic and like market him. And they had him like all punk rocked out with fangs and like a really tall oh, blonde boy. girlfriend. <laughs> and they kind of scrapped that. They were like, no, we need to soften, soften Sonic up for, soften for up. kids in the U S and they ditched yeah, all that. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so much funny That's, stuff it, it is pretty interesting to think that you know we, we obviously we just kind of take it for granted it's like oh yeah mario and sonic um and crash bandicoot and spyro um are you know very iconic you know recognizable and we kind of take that for granted but you know they had to sit down and that, that was one of the things that they said they're like we need an iconic yeah. mascot that people can recognize and that can be very popular and they can associate with Sega, right? That was the point. It's like we need we need our own thing, so everyone associated Mario with Nintendo, and say so they were they were tr- purposefully trying to do that. Um, so that was pretty cool. And another thing that I was reading about with that was when they when they were kind of trying to figure out what design or what character they wanted Sonic to be. Um, they they also had the idea of an armadillo, a porcupine, yeah, yeah. a dog. And an old guy with a mustache. Based so off of Teddy Roosevelt. Based off of Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, apparently those were all other ideas for fast running things that could roll up into balls and jump around. So uh, uh, apparently that the old guy with the mustache later became Dr. Robotnik. So that, that would be kind of cool if they uh, came out with like a game that was like Dr. Robotnik running around and yeah slapping people with his mustache or something i I want a dr robotnik uh game uh do you know robotnik's full name um well his last name is robotnik right his first name's like ivan or something yeah ivo i guess (laughs) ivo ivo robotnik ivo and then then, of course uh, they call him eggman sometimes so ivo eggman (laughs) robotnik yeah, I remember that was weird when they started calling him that. But yeah. from what I can tell, Eggman's his like alias or persona, and then but Doctor Robotnik was like that's his actual name. I so, always thought probably because Sonic would always call him Doctor Robotnik, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta get a different name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's funny that to think that like Robotnik is his like normal like good you know persona it's like i'm just the doctor of robots and my name is robotnik and eggman is like his villain name <laughs> my my uh, e- evil alter ego yeah evil alter ego is eggman <laughs> um yeah so so funny um another uh another kind of cool thing that i thought 
I guess I guess the nineties. I don't really distinctly remember this, but obviously I was a kid, so maybe I thought it was just kind of like that always. But I guess people were starting to become more like environmentally aware in the nineties and <clears throat> trying to, uh, you know, more like save the planet type thing. So that was one reason why they kind of the the story of the early Sonic games was, oh, Doctor Robotnik is <laughs> humankind. <laughs> Yeah, essential in- industrializing everything. Yeah, and Sonic's like the defender of nature and um, the animals, and trying to combat basically <laughs> human humans <laughs> essentially. So I thought that was pretty interesting because it, it was kind of a unique story. I mean, I was just so used to it, I didn't really think twice about it. But, right, right. You know, it's like Mario. Oh, go save the princess, or other games. You know, yeah, trying to trying to save someone or recover something and with sonic it was we're gonna save save the animals save the rabbits from that weird like pressurized thing at the end of the level that you jump on getting roboticized oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah what uh some kind of like giant capsule storage (laughs) capsule yeah some kind of rabbit storage (laughs) thing (laughs) It's like perfect. Let's let's shove them into this airtight capsule. Yeah, right. Uh, apparently, there is a uh, Sonic Bible written by a Sega of America Ooh. employee who self describe self identifies as the mother of Sonic. That was supposed to be like Sonic's backstory and like motivation. And Ooh, I think, cool. yeah, I don't. Yeah, so this is all like you know based on youtube videos and wikipedia internet articles but um i guess an alternate uh sort of explanation for the setting of the sonic game being like in nature but with robots and like weird stuff is um it as perhaps alternately inspired by an island called christmas island or colloquially known as Ooh. christmas island which is actually a real island where the united kingdom uh, used to do nuclear tests and so oh my gosh the island was like uh some because of the nuclear tests and you know radiation makes everything fun in video games <laughs> um there are all these kind of like warped uh like robots and people uh in the island that sonic is sort of trying to save uh you know save it from and that's why it's kind of like this really nice tropical setting and mixed with weird robots and apparently in this version of the sonic lore um sonic's dad dies from the radiation and wow yeah the radiation makes sonic blue and fast i guess <laughs> yeah with sonic's with sonic's dad and i remember there's this the saturday morning sonic cartoon that was really good at like, uh, Princess yeah. Sally and stuff i feel like no, no. I was going to say, I thought Sonic's dad was in that, but I think it's Princess Sally's dad was like the king. Oh, okay. Either died or got captured. But Sonic did have his uncle Chuck, which got roboticized. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't... Um, I remember watching that show, but I don't remember anything about it except for the chili dogs. Yeah, the chili dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I had no idea what a chili dog was when I was a kid, but I saw that and I was like, I want a chili dog. <laughs> Those look good. Sonic was probably single-handedly responsible for like tripling chili dog sales. Yeah, I know. Even now, I'm getting kind of (laughs) hungry. But (laughs) I still, I I also make chili dogs sometimes. I like them. My kids aren't like crazy about them, but 
Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, just tell them that Son- it's Sonic favorite, his favorite food. Then maybe they'll yeah, like him. That's, that's how he becomes so fast. Yeah. It's powered by uh, the chili and the chili dogs. So I typed in Sonic Bible because I'd never heard of that. And this is on sonic.fandom.com. But yeah. it says it was never published. Yeah. Um, but part part of the backstory was that um, Dr. Blotnick was once a kind human scientist named uh-huh. Dr. Ovi Kintobar before yeah. being turned evil by a lab accident. An anagram of Ivo Robotnik. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, it sounds kind of so. Because I'm like, I heard who, would name their, who would name their kid? Like, oh, I guess I. you don't choose your surname. But, well, yeah, Ovi too. But um, that makes sense. And it, so that is like his alter ego, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Hey, real quick. What did you think of the Sonic movie or movies? I thought the yes i did the first one was a little disappointing i'm not like a huge fan of like the fish out of water trope that they do with like a lot of like cartoon stuff like uh yeah uh, like they did this with the the smurfs and uh uh, probably some other things but like oh let's take this character like sonic that's really well known for having this like beautiful lush interesting world right but when we did do the movie we're gonna take them and put them in you know yeah downtown new york or whatever <laughs> and it's like uh so i don't like that because i always get excited I'm like oh that'd be cool to see him you know running through right you right. know the angel island and green hill zone and stuff like that and they have like a little bit of that at the beginning but yeah so it was it was okay it it turned out to be pretty uh the first one turned out to be pretty just you know five out of ten type thing Uh but fun to see sonic obviously definitely a fan of the redesign over the ugly sonic model ugly sonic was so bad (laughs) so creepy (laughs) the second one i thought was a little bit better because they and they had tails in it and they had knuckles in it and then by then jim carrey's character had officially turned into like the evil doctor whereas in the first one he was just kind of like a scientist that was really uh yeah uh quirky but he eventually he like gets stranded on a island or a distant planet and then right goes crazy basically so i thought that was all good that kind of tied it more into the um felt more sonic-y and my kids really liked the second one so they they asked to like watch it from time to time so did something right well, I haven't then, seen the second one yet, so don't spoil it for me. I, it's in my backlog. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I bring up a? It's not a spoiler of the movie, but yeah, yeah. A, like the secret scene at the end. Sure, sure, yeah. So they basically reveal that the next movie is going to be about Shadow the Hedgehog. Nice. They show Shadow like waking up in a laboratory, so he's going to potentially be in the third one so i thought okay. it was kind of cool okay i want to see yeah. i want to see Werehog personally <laughs> <laughs> that would be good for uh uh oh, who was that on the server that loved what is that sonic unleashed yeah someone on our server was like really loved it that's hilarious. Where Werehog, they have some really good villains. They have uh, Metal Sonic would be really cool to see. Chaos yeah. from Sonic Adventure would be really cool to see. 
I think you're right obviously. though about that fish out of water thing. And if they did all that, that I think they should put them back in like a you know their own world sort of. Yeah, because not that it's like a horrible idea or anything, but it just feels like uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel as Sonicy to me. Yeah, it's not what you. It's not what you remember. It doesn't. It. It's like a yeah. It's a bridge. Yeah. You want full Sonic. You forget what the masses want. Like, <laughs> we want to go <laughs> to fully into the Sonic world and geek out over that's all right. that. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's what Mario, the Mario movie is going to be, right? Uh, maybe I'm just assuming. I forgot that. about the like, Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. Is With it coming Chris out next Pratt? year? I think maybe Chris Pratt and uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, which is that's. Like, perfect somehow <laughs> yeah i can i can see it working i can totally see it working oh man yeah we haven't really heard many details about that they're keeping it kind of under wraps yeah and it's animated i think too right fully i'm i'm assuming so because it's Ill- illumination entertainment which did like uh, minions and yeah uh, despicable me some other stuff despicable me so i'm assuming it's completely animated which is good that's that's one other thing that's where it's like, oh, let's make a Sonic movie. So it's live action, except yeah. for Sonic. Except for Sonic, <laughs> seems, right. like, seems like an odd choice, but seems like it may, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> it is strange. And then you inevitably have that scene where like he's in public in disguise and it's supposed to be funny, but it's just kind of like tedious. <laughs> and I was like, we've seen this a hundred times before. Yeah, but. like we get it. They think he's a dude, but he's actually a hedgehog. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be really. I'm. I'm curious to see what happens with the Mario Brothers movie too, for sure. Um. Some other cool stuff that I was just looking at. Uh. Apparently, Sonic's first uh appearance was predated the first Sonic game by a little bit. It he was actually like a hood ornament, not a hood ornament, but like. In a racing game, uh, he was like a little figurine dangling from the rearview mirror. From, yeah, arc- rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah. In a Sega arcade game um, called Rad Mobile that released in Japan Rad Mobile. in 1990. Yeah, and uh, I guess at this point, Sonic the Sonic game was in the works. Obviously, the first Sonic game came out uh, shortly after that in '91, I think. And so I guess they were just trying to get a little bit of crossover hype or, uh, you know, buzz going um, by putting Sonic in his officially his first, uh, albeit very minor appearance. His first video game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. And then, of course, Sonic went on tour without his girlfriend. Poor guy. Um, Um, He had to go back to Hedgehog's. So there was another funny thing that apparently we, you and I, so we played uh, Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong, the Kong Country 2, right? We were playing mm-hmm. that for a while uh, mm-hmm. competitively and teams. Uh, I remember <laughs> that. Right. We didn't quite finish, but I think you won. Yeah. You and Rose. I think yeah, you and we, Smitty we definitely we're ahead yeah <laughs> but um this made me think of you because apparently in uh donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest in um 
where is this? In Cranky's video game heroes screen. So this might be like an end game thing. Um, you can see Sonic's shoes uh, next to a trash can that reads no oh, hoppers. Yeah. <laughs> no hoppers. No hoppers, I think is what it no says. No hoppers or no hopers? No hopers. I wrote no hopers, but I can't remember if that's a typo. <laughs> But I thought that was kind of cool that like that rivalry shows up there. Yeah. No hopers. No hopers. I would imagine. No hope can be found here in Cranky's cave. (laughs) Uh, And I guess that makes sense sort of because that screen is for like completion and time, right? Of the game. Like, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I have to look that up. But. In any case, cool little crossover Sonic appearing here and there. And then, you know, Sega and Nintendo, obviously big rivals when they were both releasing their own consoles. Uh, And then obviously in the last couple decades, they've become big partners with Sonic's bunch of Sonic's games uh, getting onto Nintendo platforms as well. So kind of funny how that relationship has changed over the years. Yeah. Um. And apparently, uh, there is a whole comic series uh, for Sonic, but his first comic series appearance was in a promotional comic printed in the Disney Adventures magazine. And I don't know if that makes rings any nostalgia bells for you, but I had a subscription to Disney Adventures when I was a kid. Nice. And it was so great. It was like a small magazine. This was like a small book uh, every month, and it had comics and like puzzles and games and like random like articles like imagine articles for like you know an eight-year-old kid basically or a 10-year-old kid (laughs) um nice all kind of disney and just fun stuff Um, was it mostly comics i i I feel like i kind of remember it but they had segments like weird yet true i don't know why i remember exactly what it's called where they'd have like weird science facts about you know burping or boogers or something and they'd have a if i remember correctly they would have like a comic for like i don't know maybe 10 pages or something in the middle but it wasn't i don't think it was just comics okay yeah okay yeah that was a great publication i was glad to see it had a sonic (laughs) tie-in that's really funny uh so it was a comic about him yeah it's a comic about sonic and in disney adventures um what else in 1993 sonic became the first video game character to have a balloon in the macy's thanksgiving day parade so really he was the first one first video game character yeah oh first video game i was gonna say i thought like snoopy or something was the first one but he was the first video game character yeah yeah video games awesome penetrating the mainstream by getting into the thanksgiving day parade (laughs) nice of course now we've got like nintendo i know right of course, now, like, I think pretty sure Pikachu is like a mainstay of that that parade now. Pikachu balloon. Uh, but yeah, so many good Sonic things. Um, OK, for the technical, the last one, the interesting fact I have for the technical people, kind of like origin story. Uh, so Sega needed a mascot and they had. Uh, like a tech demo basically the developer had created like you know a little playground um, that showed how you could um, like neatly follow a curve like uh, have a character follow a curve 
And that sort of is funny because it's like, there's this, there's this like a, you know, sandbox demo and we have a character now. Let's put the two together and you get all those Sonic games where, what are you doing? Running over the loop-de-loops and flying over the ramps and yeah, all the hills you're running, they're all curved. Stark contrast to, uh, you know, Mario where you're jumping on kind of those staircase platforms. Yeah, I remember actually thinking about that uh, yeah. when I was a kid. I'm like, how do they get it to like where? I mean, it like we don't even think about it now, but you know, like the the ramps, like because they go, it's like a 90 degree ramp, but it kind of curves up. Yeah, and it's like, how do they get? I remember thinking as a kid, how do they get it to where it can like curve so smoothly, and then like you know the loop to loop, like how do they get it to follow? How do they get Sonic to follow that? Like it's you know perf like like he's running on ground but it's curved because I, I don't think any other games really did that and no. then obviously yeah. momentum was like a huge thing of that i remember that too it's like how do you i guess it's like the 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 physics i was like how do you code for physics essentially is what i was wondering yeah yeah because you don't I, have enough still, speed you'll wanna... fall you know halfway up you'll fall back down right yeah. right so i thought that was pretty cool it is very cool very influential in a lot of ways Apparently, the answer to your question is uh, you determine the sprite's position using a dot matrix, whatever oh, that means. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Dot matrix, of course. Should have thought of that earlier, Thorn. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. I mean, cool. it sounds like it was pretty groundbreaking, though, if definitely. you developed it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like that was new technology, and then they used Sonic for that, so that's pretty neat. Love it, love it. And then, of course, we got Sonic Frontiers coming out uh, soon-ish. Have you, does uh, it have a release date? Uh, I don't know. I think it does, but I forget what it is. <laughs> it says 2022? You're uh, right? 3D open zone platforming across five different islands with side quests, puzzles, and fishing. Because every oh, every game fishing. every game has fishing now. It's like does that have farming? Does yeah, farming? seriously. I don't hope not. <laughs> uh, we were talking about that in the Nintendo last Nintendo Direct. There was like six or seven like farming simulator I games. <laughs> I was, and I was like, like, and this epic action <laughs> RPG, and you can farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh great! You can grow carrots and meet the locals. All right. Do you say meat or beat? Meat? Well, I mean, oh. apparently that Disney with one your... is supposed to be pretty good. You can hang out with Goofy. My brother's been playing that. Yeah, he said it's he said it's really fun. Okay. It's uh, it's like thirty bucks for like early access, but then it's going to be free to play next year, next summer, I think. So okay, I'm just going to wait. But yeah. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. There's um, some good ones. Sonic Frontiers is going to be released on November 8th. Boom. November is a big month. Nah. It's funny that they call it open zone instead yeah. of open world. Yeah. It's open zone. I love that. Sonic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sonic has to be in zones no matter. Yeah. I think. So I, I didn't actually. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, I'm really curious to play it because it looks super cool. It's a 3D game. I like I like 3D platforming and it's, it seems like it has a lot of uh, potential. So. Yeah, I love the idea. I, yeah. Did you watch the latest trailer? I watched some of the trailers. I, yeah, I think so. 
I didn't I didn't watch the latest one, but the earlier ones seemed very sparse, which yeah. was kind of weird to me because especially because that to me is like make or break from a good open world game. It's like yeah. Is it really boring to run around in, or right. is it really interesting? You know, like there's yeah. plenty of stuff to do. Like the ultimate, in in my mind, is like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. It's like anywhere you go, there's something going on. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes things that don't even have to do with you know the story or anything. Like it can just be something random, but it's still interesting and fun. Yeah. So Breath of the Wild kind of straddles those two. Yeah. Because it is kind of sparse, right? But I feel like there's enough there at least to make it interesting and um, give you enough to do. So so hopefully this is good. I'm definitely going to be waiting till it comes out before yeah. I decide whether to get it or not. But yeah. it seems like it has a lot of potential. Did you like uh, Bowser's Fury? Did you play that? I did. Yeah, I did like Bowser's Fury. I played through the super mario 3d world uh re-release plus bowser's fury yeah yeah that was good yeah i thought that that was pretty cool um like oh not really open world but you know kind of it was interesting 3d mario yeah because i don't know if it would be i don't know if it would be enough to to have a whole game to support a whole game but it it felt really Mm. good for kind of like the side game on that yeah on the 3d world cart yeah, in 3D World, you had like access to one island, freely move around, and then like or one area, and then there were like little islands you would get to, and that would sort of kick off like a more traditional, well, a more Mario 3D World style uh, stage with a few objectives and kind of a contained area. But instead of like if you fall off the stage, you die. You fall off the stage into the water and then you go somewhere else and the challenge is over. It's, it's kind of yeah. seamless. That, that was pretty over. good. Yeah. 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 I did like, yeah, that it was seamless and, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that what I've seen from the trailers in Sonic Frontiers, there hasn't been a, a lot of gameplay footage. Like there's just been a few like quick shots. I saw some battle footage where you were like curled up into a ball, you know, and ramming into something. And I hope that, the like battle mechanic like that is really seamless and like really fun and like you said just like traversing the i think traversing the world could be really fun right you run really fast hit a ramp go through some boosts and you know catch some wind and glide and get rings and stuff like it could be really cool yeah 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 hopefully it'll be good we'll see we'll see well is there any Anything else uh, you want to say about Sonic before we uh, wrap it up? Hmm. Just my my last note on here was that originally Sega was motivated to to make um, make Sonic you know make a, a great character in a great game because they were they wanted to uh, win the holiday sales war with uh, <laughs> Nintendo with a Super Nintendo. Okay. And uh according according to the website I was winning that that it worked. They won. Genesis sold more than uh the Super Nintendo. Nice. And I guess it was 1991. Yeah, 1991, I guess. Cool. And uh so it was $149 for the Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog 1 included and they sold more. So there you go. Sonic Sonic did his job. Sonic stepped up, appealed to those 
dumb Americans and their love for Santa Claus and <laughs> fighter pilots. Uh, I just love I just love your uh, uh, question. What do you, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Santa Claus, Bill Clinton, and uh, a fictional fire fighter pilot all have in common? It's well, good. You can see it right there. Sonic the Hedgehog, baby. Yeah, just throw that in a blender and out pops Sonic. <laughs> Obviously. That's, that's like the ultimate love child. <laughs> Okay, Thorne, this is the part of the show where we get experience points. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> level two. Two? Well, you got you're a pretty low yeah, level. I didn't, I didn't level up last time because oh, I, only, I only got like two experience points last time. Okay. Well, uh, in this level, you get an extra bonus uh, experience uh, that you can redeem to reach level three if you want. Yes. Only oh, for yeah. only for special guests. Yes. Okay. I'm <laughs> redeeming them now. Awesome. <laughs> Ooh, that feels good. It does feel I think good. I have like it's like I can feel the adrenaline coursing through me. I need to like go mow the lawn or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go fight an epic battle against those blades of grass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh uh, well. Uh, fight a raccoon. Yeah, fight a raccoon. Okay, I'm gonna need to see video of you fighting a raccoon now. <laughs> Getting rabies. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think uh, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Morning XP Boost. Thank you uh, everyone for joining us. Thank you, Thorn, for sitting in and talking Sonic with me. I had a blast. Absolutely. Me as well. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, with any luck, we'll see Glitch uh, next week. And until then, uh, stay frosty. Stay frosty.